like most of you, we're battling the colds of this wonderful, wonderful weather system. We're here in Texas roaming around the South trying to get water, electricity, and heat and internet and all that sort of stuff. We're going to share our travels through Southern Texas on this episode of the RV Miles podcast. RV Miles is brought to you by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation, and you can help them support the parks by shopping their limited edition National Park Collection. Every time you purchase products from the National Park Collection, which includes totes, shirts, hats, patches, and more, you're helping to protect, restore, and improve parks throughout the U.S. Search National Park Collection at LLBean.com and be an outsider with L.L. Bean. episode 183 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two weather-beaten full-time RVers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We, uh, we've been crisscrossing Southern Texas in the last few weeks, and it's been wild, as I'm sure most of you know, for anybody that's living in this state or in any of the areas that are affected by the cold. But particularly Texas, this is a once-in-a-century weather event that the infrastructure here is not prepared for. I'm so glad we could be here for it, too. <laughs> we're here to witness it. So we're going to talk a lot about that uh, a little bit later in the show in our second segment. But we want to kick off the show talking about our new truck. Oh, of course we do. With some joy. <laughs> I, I think that you use the term we very lightly or our because I feel like what since, are you saying? well, let's just say that since said truck has arrived, there's been a whole lot. I, I feel maybe I have been replaced. <laughs> okay. And I don't mean that in I'm not being negative in the sense, but I think there's a hierarchy that's happening in this house right now. And I'm pretty sure the truck is sitting at the ultimate top. Yeah, but I think the truck sits above me up. for you as well, though. So... <laughs> it is a pretty smooth ride we uh so we traded in our 2014 ram 2500 ramo ramo has been so good to us and we just the best truck ramo was with us in minot north dakota ramo uh has taken this trailer from All coast to coast from border to border I have never been emotional about an automobile, and we've had several automobiles in our lives. And uh, when you drove off with Ramo, or the night before when we knew that Ramo was headed off to the dealer the next day. To the I, farm. To the, <laughs> don't say that. I like to believe Ramo is enjoying a really quiet, well deserved life right now. Uh, I cried. You know, I learned, I cut my teeth driving a truck. Abby had never driven the truck before. We bought it when we bought this trailer and we had it for maybe those first five weeks or so. And 
you just, we just I've, never got around to you driving it yet. I think I had maybe driven it once or twice. I don't maybe. think so. I maybe don't think not. you had ever I, driven it. Maybe not. That was a really crazy period of travel and a lot of like staying put, but then mm-hmm. just relocating to another place. So it's quite possible. And, and then and I think the first time you drove it was when you drove me to the hospital. It's quite possible. So, you know, Ramo and I did over a hundred trips to the hospital together back and forth. And, you know, he was always there as that comfort that I knew would get me to where I needed to go. And so it was a little bittersweet to see Ramo go off. And um, then, you know, what what came back, though, was quite a nice replacement. Yeah, this is our, our first new I think we should say what ever. it is. We bought a Ford <laughs> F three fifty um, Tremor edition. I can't look. It's got Tremor <laughs> written on the side, the... and I asked if that could be removed. She uh, wants the decal removed. I would like the decal removed. Um, <laughs> I do. It's really stuck with me though that someone suggested that we name it the Treminator. Yeah. And that is really sticking with me. <laughs> like, I really do think that's what we should call it. And, and that we should have to go around and be like, um, it's not a Tuma. It's a Trema. Like, I think that's what we should. I like that. Yeah. That's that's now where I feel like this is going for me. The it kids is, are not on board. <laughs> it is. It, it People have been asking me quite a bit since we bought it because we did a video on this uh, as well. So you can check out the video on YouTube to get some more to watch Jason drive around and he's like oh I gotta take the drone <laughs> he had such a good time and I'm so glad he could do this video and make this video and talk about this truck because uh what followed it was in amongst all this crazy weather we've been having so he got like this little tiny window of just joy because everything around it has just been an absolute show <laughs> just leave it at that but people have been asking me if it tows better it, you know if we if it's like a night and day difference mm-hmm. from from our truck uh from the ram and no it's great it's better it it's rides, a much smoother yes ride. it's a much smoother ride inside it does feel like it's bigger and that you know it, it it's a super cool truck but i would say in regards to you know when I've asked you, how do you feel towing it? Because I haven't driven it yet with um, Traley attached. We'll see when we hit like some real steep grades. We haven't done uh, any yeah, of that I yet. Mean... <laughs> because it does have a much bigger engine. That will be the true test. I'm sure yeah. that it's not going to be stuck at 35, 40 miles an hour <laughs> on some of these mountain passes like Grandma was. But... You know, maybe it's 5% better. It's, I mean, it, it was time. The Ramo had yeah. 185,000 miles on a gas engine. Yeah, look, we traded 185,000 <laughs> miles in for five miles. Yeah. I mean, and those five miles were me test driving it. Yeah. And <laughs> this is the first time ever that either one of us, uh, separate or collective, have ever owned an automobile that didn't belong to somebody yeah. first. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. It's pre- minus this trailer, um, but yeah, it, well, but an but actual automobile. An automobile, yeah, yeah, yeah. something that we drive um, around. We don't drive trailers. Well, okay. So uh, potatoes, but, potatoes. But um, that's a pretty incredible feeling, yeah, I think. And I, there were some lessons learned from the buying process too. I want to mm-hmm. say that we've talked a lot lately about the shortages in RVs on RV dealer lots and that's happening on truck dealership lots as well the dealership that I went to Jordan Ford in San Antonio was fantastic for me 
they have two full parking lots for vehicles. They sell almost only trucks, and one of those parking lots completely empty. Well, some of that has to do with what's happening now with Ford, well, and some of, and or it's going to yeah. impact them as Ford is is decreasing the F one fifty production. They're dealing with a big chip shortage, a computer chip shortage, and that has caused plant shutdowns. But uh, in addition, the, this cold weather is causing closures at mm-hmm. some of the Ford plants as well, and I'm sure other automobile manufacturers. So, and and it's still you know repercussions from shutdowns during COVID and all that catching up, mm-hmm. and so truck prices are fairly high right now, which is why we ended up going new. We might not have gone new otherwise, but it was hard not to there was never a question in my mind that we were going to be going new and (laughs) because listen so this whole truck thing and we'll move on from this i just think this is such a a cute little sort of way and an insight into the mind of jason for months months this man has been pouring over every bit of information he can get about a truck any truck he wants to know every single thing about a truck he wants to know every single thing about how it's going to tow, how much it can tow, what is it going to be like if I was to attach this rig or this rig or, you know, everything, what the engine back and forth, gas, diesel, gas, diesel, what, you know, like one day we're gas, the next day we're diesel, one day we're gas, constant. And so then when it switched to the actual (laughs) looking at the dealership, that's when I had to steal myself and say to myself, Abby, this man is going to probably have a truck within the next couple of weeks <laughs> and you are just going to have to make peace with the amount of money he's going to tell you that he wants to spend because it's insane that you should spend that much money on an automobile oh man they're expensive but Whoa. i trusted you because you have been searching and searching and building these trucks online and doing and so when you came to me and said this has everything we need not every single bell and whistle that i wanted but the essential things I need, and it is in a price that we wanted to stay in, I had to just step back and be like, he's not going to look at this truck. He tells me he's going to just go look at it. See how I he really feels. was. No, I know you said that, and I know you believed that. Like, you really believed that in your in your brain. But I know that in your soul, the man was like, I am going to buy a truck. (laughs) And he, within 24 hours of looking at it, we had a new truck. We did. And, uh, but we're, (laughs) we're absolutely thrilled with it. We are excited to get it on some, some off-road trails. (laughs) Jason's also been watching a lot of videos about Moab. So, Hey, you know, this was a real community effort. So I feel like we should also say thank you to so many people who asked answered questions, shared their insight about what they own. We could not have made a purchase that of this large, you know, magnitude without, you know, just so much input from the community. So thank you for easing our fears a little bit about such a big, maybe my fears about <laughs> such a big purchase. So it's exciting. All right. We're going to move uh, on to talking about what we've been dealing with here in a minute. But since we're talking about cold weather stuff and what's yes, going on here in Texas. And it's still going to be winter for a lot of people in this country once this system passes through Texas. A quick question from the RV Miles Facebook group. Beth asks, what happens if my propane tank runs out while my furnace is running? Will it damage my furnace? 
She was in Texas trying to make it through the second night in a row of super Mm. cold temps, and the furnace had been keeping up pretty well, but she was pretty sure she was going to run out of gas overnight. Uh, So here's the deal. Uh, It's not going to damage anything if you run out of propane while you're furnace is on it's going to try to it's going to try to kick back on and it won't be able to that's what usually wakes me up and says oh (laughs) this keeps trying to kick on we are out of propane the one thing that it can do in super cold weathers is it can freeze your regulator up though uh which you can thaw with a hairdryer or something but if you use propane appliances, like when I use the grill all the time, when you when you get to that little last bit of propane, it starts getting really, really cold. I don't know the physics behind that, but the regulator and the bottom of the propane bottle, it all starts to get ice over and get very cold. It, it is possible in these very, very low temperatures to freeze up your regulator when that happens. So um, that's the one thing to watch out for. So it's not it's not ideal, but if you're not putting propane right back on it, right away then then who cares <laughs> can i just say i wonder why is it that we always run out of propane in the middle of the night people ask that question all the time, all the, time. But the answer is because you use like four times as much heat overnight right but why is it like it's just it times itself out perfectly though well it, it's just if I, you if you look at a graph of how much propane you use in a day in the winter the the nights will you know go way up I I totally understand so that. So if 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 eighty percent of the pro, the propane you use is at night, you've got an eighty percent chance of running out at night. I understand all of that. It was more of just a like, why does this? Was a it was a rhetorical question you didn't it want was me to answer? Slightly rhetorical, <laughs> but you know what. That's totally fine. Thank you for bringing science to RV Mile. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a minute with the answer to last week's brain teaser. And we're going to talk about the joys of Texas at the moment. We'll be right back. Be right back. Outdoor enthusiasts of all stripes will enjoy Pelican gear on their adventures. Hard-sided Pelican Elite coolers are all made in America and are available in a wide number of sizes. Get a 20-quart for short day trips, a 50-quart for week-long adventures, or a wheeled 45-quart to keep the fun rolling along. Pelican backs all their hard-sided coolers with a lifetime warranty, too. RV Miles listeners can get a free day venture tumbler when they visit EliteCooler.com slash RV Miles and spend over $100. Many of us simply cannot travel these days without reliable internet service. Campground Wi-Fi can be spotty, and you want to make sure you have a safe connection, right? Well, FMCA members, the world's largest nonprofit RV club, can purchase a discounted RV Wi-Fi plan nicknamed FMCA Tech Connect Plus, which is a Sprint plan with 3G and 4G LTE service that's truly unlimited with no throttling for $49.99 a month for anyone with an active FMCA membership, no contract required, and a one-time device rental fee of $39.99. Tech Connect Plus is also a total package with discounts on Dish TV satellite, CellBooster.us products, Wi-Fi Ranger products, and WineGuard products. To pick the Sprint plan up, which has been one of our top-rated ways to get internet on the road, 
you have to be a member of FMCA. FMCA membership is $85 for your first year or $75 upon renewal. But with the code RVMILES21, you can save $10 instantly and join for just $75 for your first year. To view full details and a list of benefits, visit FMCA.com or call 800 543 3622. You can use the code RVMILES21 either way for $10 off instantly for your first year. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser. I keep saying last week as if there was an episode last week. We're we're a little behind on this episode, just a teensy bit behind because of what we're about to talk about. Yeah, just just a hair. <laughs> I actually I also feel like we're rusty. We are a little, it's a little rusty. rusty. It was a little That's rusty. Okay. It was a little rusty. <laughs> the last brain teaser on the show went like this. Three five-letter words, anagrams of each other. One is a cloth. The second is a spot. The third is at home with the father. What are the three words? And the answer is satin, which is a silky fabric, a cloth. Stain, a discoloration or a spot. And a saint. A saint is at home with the father, a spirit in heaven. So saint, satin, and stain are all anagrams of each other. We'll have a new brain teaser later on in the show. But now it's time to talk about the last last week that we have had. (laughs) And we should preface this by saying that I think we have kind of come out of this way better than a lot of people yeah, you know, we're, and, we're, we're in an RV and there are downsides to that dealing with something like yes. this, but there are, there are upsides too. Just in regards, though, to how our power and water and everything played out. So if you listen to this or you're watching this and you think that that just sounds what we're about to talk about just sounds like hell on earth. <laughs> just know that there are people in Texas right now who are suffering so greatly who have endured way more than we have had to endure, especially in their homes. There have been unbelievable images of what some people are living through right now. So if what we're about to share with you sounds awful, just know that I feel like it's the tip of the iceberg about what this real humanitarian crisis going on in this state right now. So when we first started hearing that there was going to be these very, very cold temperatures, we were in the San Antonio area at Canyon Lake, and we were trying to decide what to do because the weather map, you know, it looked like the whole state was going to be dealing with very, very low, you know, teens at the highest temperatures and lots of lots of places in Texas in the single digits or maybe even lower. I'm not sure. I think probably northern Texas, yeah. there, were, there were sub-zero temps. Some of it, too, was for us the dilemma as well when we started looking about where are we going to go? Because we knew that we needed to leave Texas Hill Country. So uh, last week, mid of last week, we started really getting an idea of what this storm was going to look like. We knew that it wasn't safe for us to stay in the Texas Hill Country because we were going to get into single digits. That is whether we've never worked with our RV before. So we thought this is not a good idea. It's not safe. So we started looking based on what our travel trajectory is, which is worth heading east. You know, so we knew that heading west towards even just trying to get through New Mexico, not an option. We couldn't outrun this fast enough and, you know, get to someplace like Arizona. So then we started looking how far south can we get into Texas to try and get a better grip of this winter situation. So Then I started 
calling, looking online, trying to find somewhere. Well, I had the same, we had the same ideas about probably every single other RVer in the state who had the capacity to move. So there was nothing to be found. You know, we ended up being able to find some space at Choke Canyon State Park, which is in the Three Rivers area, about 160 miles south of San Antonio. And we saw, okay, oh, temps, lows at 16. Okay. I think it got as low as 14. It, it got lower. It yeah. did. It got lower <laughs> than had been predicted. Um, and that's really when some of the damage started for us and some of just the real epic mental just stress. We were prepared for cold. We, I mean, it, we weren't yes. looking forward to it, but we knew we could get through cold. Yes. We weren't prepared for all the repercussions that came with the cold in this state. I Yes. I think in hindsight, and we're still living in it, but looking back on now that the, the worst of the weather has passed, we were prepared for it mentally as if we were back in Chicago or mm-hmm. Kansas City, back in the Midwest, where there is a, a different mentality about how when these storms are rolling well, in. Well, the infrastructure can handle it there. Yes. And, you know, you do the things that you think about that you need to do. Like we were leaving on Saturday to make our way down to Choke Canyon. So Saturday morning, I was bright and early at Walmart doing a Walmart pickup. I picked up all the things I could get my hands on that I could get into here. I couldn't get any of the single-use propane canisters. We had actually tried to find those on Friday as well. We couldn't find any of them. Uh, but I got what I needed as to stock up. Yeah, those, and, those single-use propane canisters would be for our backup heater, our, yes. buddy, our buddy heater, in case of an issue. And those have been hard to get for yeah. a while now. That's not anything new. Those have actually always been pretty difficult to get. So we loaded up. We headed towards Choke Canyon. Uh, we made the drive. And on the, the way there, and we talked a lot. Of, we did a live uh, last night. Today's Thursday. We did a live on Wednesday just to check in with everybody. So we talked a little bit about this and others shared their stories there as well. I would encourage you to go watch it and just kind of read what other people's experiences have been here in Texas. Um, but we started driving on Saturday and the weather quickly started turning faster than what had been like. I wasn't expecting, according to all the intel, that we weren't going to get It was get kind that. of a day earlier yeah. that the, the real yes. bad temps came. You know, and so everything that we got on Saturday was supposed to kind of hit us on Sunday and, you know, all of this. Um, and we got down there and we got set up and we were with this family that we have been traveling with through 2020. And we were all together. And um, Sunday night was uh, just Sunday night was really, really awful. It was really, really mentally awful for me. We, it, that storm rolled in and it was ice and ice is not pleasant. I will take snow any day over ice. Ice is when power lines start going down and, and tree limbs start falling and roads are incredibly dangerous. And Sunday night was really, really awful for me. Like I just, I, I fought all Sunday night with like just mentally kind of collapsing within myself. And I, and I think I was still in, in the, okay, this is just cold weather. We can get through it face. Yeah. You know? And I, I was definitely not there. I was really concerned about our windows. I knew that when we went to bed that night, I knew we were going to have an issue with icing on the windows. I was trying really hard to, you know, I mean, I'm talking about it now and I can feel I'm starting to shake a little bit, like just just knowing what was coming and, and knowing whether or not we were 
how is this going to impact our heat? How are the kids going to be? I, you know, you know, you can always go get in your truck and turn it on and you know, you can get heat and you can be safe in there. It might be miserable, but you can be safe. But, you know, I'm thinking I, I was prepping like, okay, I'm going to put shoes here and I'm going to have all this stuff kind of ready because if I need, you know, if things go awry and it gets so cold in here and I've got to pull everybody out, I don't want it to be a long thing to do it. I want them to be able to move quickly to the truck so that we can quickly assess what's happening. Um, it, it just, it was a lot. And it got very, 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 very cold Sunday night, colder than it was supposed to get. Um, and we lost our water Sunday night. About 5 a.m., the water officially went. The whole park's water froze over. and, and, and But it, we lost our yeah. fresh water, access to our fresh water. We had filled our tank. We had done everything that we... Uh, you should do. And we were also, and we will talk about this in our black tank later. We were also under the impression that this was a heated underbelly. So we also did what we needed to do in order to protect that and make sure. Well, and we, we've done twenties before we've done lower twenties before. And yeah. And maybe even into like, maybe even upper, maybe like 18, get... 18 is a number that has been sticking in my head for a long time. So, you know, maybe we should have drained everything out, but at the same uh, time, yes. we didn't have a way to winterize because there, there, there was no antifreeze available. No. Um, there... And we had tried, we've looked, you know, we had played all these other scenarios yeah. out and this is, you know, it is what it is and it happened. And, you know, we, again, like this is, we learned. I don't know that we could have done anything different, but we learned. Uh, but, but we, it was but awful. We, used, we were blowing through propane quickly. It, you know, it was, uh, look, it was cold. It, we were fine. We were warm inside. We, were warm inside. we had inside. drinking water. We had food. We had all yeah. the things we need. We were blowing through propane, though, and I went out to get propane and could not find any that day. Then went again uh, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm to get propane and there was uh one place open that had some i was in a line of probably like 17 other trucks Mm -hmm. and was able to get some in order to get some i had to get cash because i didn't bring any cash with me we have cash with us as for an emergency but it was in the trailer and i had to go into town to get cash and all the businesses in that town's power was out and that was the first time that something that i had this eye-opening that oh there's a lot going on in this state right now yeah Yeah. this whole town had been without power for a couple days so um i had to go to another town to get to you know go to a grocery store and get cash back and then go get propane and i was able to get propane but that propane place uh fully intended to run out of propane that day and they were the only place in the area that had it so that's when there were these sort of issues and they were also out of internet. They didn't have internet access because of the power issues and cell phone internet started to get really bad because everybody without power was using all the cell towers to get their internet. That sort of stuff started compiling. Then in the park we're staying at, the water is is freezing on most of the spigots, but even in the bathhouse, the water is coming down to a trickle because the entire area is losing water pressure. Yeah, and we should back up and say, you know, so Sunday going into Monday, Monday was supposed to be the coldest day for us in this storm. And so when we rolled into Monday, one of the reasons we also went south to this campground was we were going to have cold on Monday, but we were going to have sunshine. So there were a lot of people that were going to continue to get snow and rain on Sunday, 
we were going to get sunshine. And I know that sunshine makes a huge difference when it comes to warmth. So I, the high was only going to be about 33. But when you've got the sun beating down on your RV, I knew that we would be considerably warmer. And we were. We were considerably warmer. Unfortunately, not a lot of the ice melted off of our rig on one side because that never got any direct sunlight. So we had then we had ice. We had these really cold temps. We didn't have water. Uh, thankfully, our friends, they came out of it um, through that night. OK, in their fifth wheel, they had a little bit of an issue, but not much. They had running water. Everything was fine with them. And they provided us with water. You know, um, my friend, the first thing we did when we both woke up was check in with each other. Are you guys okay? How did things go for you last night? The minute she heard I didn't have water, her daughter was knocking on our door with pitchers of water for us. You know, that will forever just be like burned into my brain. Cause I was like, we're, there's no water. Like I can't get my water the water's running out here. We did have a five-gallon jug full of water. We did, we did prepare but that, for this. It we did. Like- we are, and I would say to anyone too that lifesaver jerry can that we have in the truck, that we keep that full all the time, and we had that. We absolutely had that. But I think as a mother and as you know, just as as a person, when you know you say I've got five gallons, and no one can tell me. When anything is coming back and I'm pretty sure I'm not getting my fresh water back today, I'll be surprised if I get it back on Tuesday when I look at the temperatures. I'm hoping for Wednesday. So we it's have stressful. We, we, <laughs> the, the, uh, after dealing with that for a couple of days, we were fine. We were, we were, we were fine. 100% fine. And I, that's why I prefaced this story by saying if what you're listening to us sounds awful. But, Just know we were not the worst of this. But what made it really difficult for us was the power went out. Yeah. And then we couldn't use electric heat. You know, the, then we started worrying about propane because we weren't worried about propane because we had electric heat. Mm-hmm. And then we had to start like rationing our heat. Yeah. So we had been really fortunate because, again, as we started to get reports in about what was happening in the state, you know, people had Sunday going into Monday, some even as early as Sunday, some been, and then some on Monday had been without power. We had thankfully, again, this is why I say we came out of it so well. We had held our power Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And, you know, we were kind of thinking, okay, maybe water, having no water, we can do this. This is good. We've got enough now to get through this. The power, when you went out at about 11 o'clock on Tuesday night and I think it was going to get down to around 20 that night and I just I looked at you and I was like we can't stay here and our our batteries were working they were running our furnace but they were requiring us to use the propane right because we have yet to replace our generator and you know we own that that's on us you know we were waiting to kind of see how things were going to shake out with how we want to transition into a new RV and what we want to do with that and how we want to do it. And so we had kind of held off on any major purchases. So we didn't have a generator. Our friends had a generator. We knew that we could juice up batteries and also the truck. Yeah, we could yeah, the get truck's it got the truck. an inverter on it. So we could, uh, if we needed to, we could plug into the truck and charge but our batteries up. There's just nothing. <laughs> there's, I don't know for me personally, the, the fear of cold is very intense. And, 
So when I knew that we were dropping that furnace down to 60 degrees that night and I'm going into the kids and I'm putting extra blankets and everybody was warm and everyone was fine. But in the, you know, I didn't sleep a wink that night because I just worried, is everybody covered up? Is everybody okay? You know, constant. And so when we rolled into Wednesday, we were both so tired and exhausted. And we were, you know, and as a collective group of families, we were like, "This, we have to get out of here. So we started calling hotels. Abby started calling hotels. But that was a fruitless effort. Yeah. That was that the first idea. was like, well, let's get some warmth and a shower and stuff. We, neither of uh, us have yes. showered in a week, by yeah. the way. Uh, <laughs> TMI, maybe. <laughs> uh, that was totally useless. But the entire <laughs> state of Texas was also looking for hotels. And yes. the hotels are going through the same stuff. They've got power outages. They've got water outages yes. and frozen uh, you water know, and everything. And several of them said to me, we have rooms, but we have no way to wash linens and sanitize and you know, do everything we need to do in order to and keep our environment can't safe. Can't use the toilets, right? right. I mean, so we can't. That's have one of the benefits. When I said there are benefits to having an RV, like at least we can use our our bathroom, right? You know, right. even if we had to pour water down it, we could. Yes, and I I feel for those who are trying to figure that whole thing out too. And so, you know, we started calling around, started looking for campgrounds, started looking at what was the weather going to be like because you know behind winter storm Ursula. Well, here was coming winter storm Viola, and that also was impacting some of Texas. We did realize that it was not going to impact Corpus Christi in regards to uh, ice, snow, and things like that. So that's where I started focusing my search was Corpus Christi. And we did end up finding a campground here in Corpus Christi that had one camp spot left. And when she told me that and she asked me if I wanted it and I said yes, I burst into tears on the phone with her because I had been at this for hours and she was so nice. And she was like, Oh honey, you guys just get here. We're going to take care of you. It's going to be okay. And you know, she's like, but we don't have water and I'm so sorry. We don't have cable. And I was like, I don't care about your cable. <laughs> but they have electricity and that's, they, that's, that's all why I wanted. We came here. But this whole area is, um, is without water. And we yes. sort of learned a lot on that drive down here to Corpus Christi because a lot of the gas stations were starting to run out of gas. Mm-hmm. We were noticing lots of lines at gas station and lots of gas pumps with uh, bags over them. And um, we s- drove past several propane places with giant, giant lines in them mm-hmm. and lots and lots and lots of closed restaurants and a very few open fast food restaurants it was hopping at whataburger and the drivers um but because we have electricity that's that allows us to not have to use our propane as much we can and we still had a full full tank of water we did and we just needed it to thaw out and assess the damage and that's something we're still you know trying to figure out a little bit uh this the pump doesn't sound it's doing the job. It's doing the job, but it does not but like doing the job. The entire state of Texas, and this includes people in homes, people in RVs, and not just Texas, but I'm focusing on Texas because that's where the massive power failures happened mm-hmm. over, I think, 3.8 million uh, homes without power at one point. And now that's down to 500,000 today. A lot of it happening in the surrounding areas, too. But... The 
the entire state of Texas dealing with some combination of no power or if they have power rolling blackouts, no water, um, either or, or low, low water pressure. I mean, trickling water pressure because the, the, the pumps in town don't work for whatever reason. Broken water mains that they can't find. That's where, the where issue the here. Is. They don't know where the issue is in Corpus Christi. No propane. Uh, we hear that most of the state is out of propane at this point. Yeah. In fact, the campground that I talked to that we're at, when I spoke with her, she said, we have been informed, and I just need you to know this too, that the state of Texas, we have been informed that the state of Texas plans to be out of propane by Friday. Icy roads um, with no road salt and people that have never driven on icy roads before. I can't imagine not having road salt. I mean, that's... That's an icy road staple. No, oh, you know, and, and places north of us buried in snow, just mm-hmm. buried, um, and and ice. I and, mean, I have a brother who lives in Dallas, and I have family that lives in a Dallas suburb, and you know, I'm constantly checking in with them. And they had had been. I haven't spoken to him um, today. They had been without power for some time, and power means no heat. And so, you know, he and my sister in law had built a fort basically in their living room when they were huddling into it in order to just, you know, continue to stay warm. And so, and trying not to use their water because they were so worried about a, a, a break, you know? Um, and so it's just, it's horrific. I, it's just awful. There are issues with phone service. Lots of, lots of the issues and why it took so long to find a place were because phone calls weren't going through all the time. There are issues with internet outages and now, uh, and then, and gasoline shortages now on top of all of that. And now food shortages. There are these few restaurants open. The grocery stores are being emptied. This grocery store that mm-hmm. Abby went to today was maybe half of their stuff was gone from the pictures you showed I mean, me. Y'all, I went to an HEB, HEB plus. It's huge. I walked in and uh, it took my breath away because there, the produce was gone. And the news images gone. that I've seen from north of here yeah. are way worse. Like nothing in the I grocery mean, stores and lines to get in the grocery yeah. stores. I still managed to buy groceries and we have everything that we could need, but they had barely any meat. All their produce was gone. Pretty much every single ounce of dairy was gone. I was coming up with ways. How can I substitute out milk for things I might need? Uh, everyone else realized that evaporated milk was a good idea because there wasn't any of that left to be found. Um, you know, it was, um, I came home and I just, it felt very much like the beginning days of the pandemic almost a year ago. And, uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Um, it was, it was tough. And, you know, we, uh, love doing this podcast. We love sitting down and doing this podcast. It was really hard for me to sit down and do this podcast today because I am just mentally burnt. I am burnt. It's been such a long five days. So long. And the repercussions of this do not end here. You know, there's going to, it's warming up the next couple of days. It's going to be, uh, at one point it's going to be in the sixties where we are, but I know when the water comes back on in that campground, we were in all the spigots are going to be 
blasting mm-hmm. water in every direction because they were all broken. They were all plastic. I, I know that there are going to be gasoline shortages. Every refinery in this state was shut down. That's 20% of the refinery capacity in the country. So we're all going to be dealing with higher gas prices. We're going to be dealing with a little bit of gasoline availability issues here coming in in the coming days. This propane shortage actually began last fall and it's been sort of building and building a lot of it having to do with the fact that uh, it was a really wet uh, fall and farmers use propane to dry out crops. And we're going to be dealing with the repercussions of that continuing. So this the this doesn't end here by any means for Texas or or for the rest of the country and we're um you know we're we're going to head out of here as soon as it starts to get warmer and 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 we're going to start heading east but uh, I really feel for the people of these communities because they're going to deal with a long time of figuring out these water you know so many people have burst pipes at home that they just are going to have to wait for a plumber to fix, right? So my parents actually lost their hot water heater during all of this, and they went almost a week without hot water because that's just how long it took to get somebody in there to install it and fix the problem that they had. So this is, uh, it feels very apocalyptic, and we don't mean for this episode to be a Debbie Downer, but, you know, this is the reality, I think, for probably a lot of you who are listening. Um, Certainly, we saw that just in the stories that we were hearing last night on the live, and then... You know, we've shared uh, over on Our Wandering Family, I shared a collection of photos today that I had just taken over the last five days, um, including one at the grocery store today. If you want to see what it looks like in the produce, just head over to Our Wandering Family on Facebook or Instagram. It's the very first picture. Uh, It's amazing. Um, You know, I would encourage anyone, if you can, if you are compelled and feel, you know, called to help the state of Texas to just look into some organizations like the American Red Cross and see if there's anything that you can do because, you know, there is real suffering here in the state. This is, you know, again, we're going to talk about this in Fresh Tank, Black Tank, but this is, you know, the South. This is not what, you know, they don't deal with this in Texas, Louisiana and Mississippi. This is not February for them. So, you know, there's just it. It's there's a huge difference as a northerner, as a Midwesterner to Midwest winter storms at home in Chicago. Like they've been getting pounded. They've almost had like two feet of snow there and doing the exact same thing here in Texas. It's amazing. But we're fine. We're getting through. No big deal. Um, kids are great. Kids, <laughs> kids are having all the Internet thing get their hands on right now. There, there's a lot of at home. There's just a lot of days in PJs. Yes, we're fine, and we are going to be moving, hopefully, out of the state here very soon so that we are not a burden on resources and making our way east, continuing on that path. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back with our Fresh Tank, Black Tank, and the new Brain Teaser. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention all of that is included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. 
It is time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week? So my black tank this week, I just alluded to it in the last segment. My black tank this week goes to all you people up in the north who are sitting there doing your keyboard warrior thing where you're like, I don't understand why everybody in Texas is throwing such a fit. This is what we do every single winter up here. Yes, you're right. We all live through winters every single season uh, in a certain part of the country. But our friends in Texas and our friends in the South, they don't. They don't have things. They don't go salt the roads. They don't need to salt the roads because they never have ice on their roads. Like these things don't happen. These things that we prepare for up in the North because we do them every single winter. They don't have to do down here. So I don't like the chatter that I hear when people who are asking questions or seeking just some sort of like understanding or companionship or just reaching out because they're at their limit. And then you fire back with like, well, this is what we have to deal with every winter. Welcome to our world. You are. This is not our world. Up no, in the north. we have building but, codes that, you know, have pipes insulated and yeah, buried I, six feet underground and we have road salt and we have plows and and yeah, all that sort of stuff up I don't in, the, like in the north and they you know could they be a little bit more prepared for an event like this down here could this could the state and the government be prepared for it more sure but uh, and I, yes. I think they will be but this is a, literally well, a once in a century event i think at the end of the day texas might want to take a look at its power grid yeah well that's gonna happen uh, you know <laughs> i mean that you they have their own power grid mm -hmm. and they have been doing things a particular way with this power grid. And you know what sections of Texas didn't lose power? <laughs> the sections that are a part of the other power grids. <laughs> so, you know, it's just something to think about. But our friends who, you know, for anyone who goes through uh, winter storms every season, just have a little bit of compassion for those who don't even own like an actual winter jacket because they've never needed one. What's your fresh tank? So my fresh tank goes to, we're a few weeks behind getting to this, but we finally watched WandaVision and it was one of the most pleasant things I have watched on television in a very, very long time. And that is coming from a girl who loved The Mandalorian. I would have loved to have been at the pitch meeting for that show. Oh my gosh, where, yes. Because I, I, it's one of those ideas that you're like, how... It's how so do you smart. Tell, how do you get an executive to approve this, though? <laughs> right? But yes. they did, and it's they great. Did. Now, I have to say, for anyone who started it the day that it dropped, and you've been having to wait for episodes, I imagine that for some has been really, really frustrating. <laughs> we picked it up by the time there were six episodes already out and we watched all six in one night. So we had some resolution and some continuity to what was happening because those first two episodes are so good, but they are so crazy. Like there's, they give you nothing. But it's just so beautifully done, and there's such attention to detail for each era of television that it's it's a lot of fun. And our kids, our kids did not want us to turn it off. They were loving it. So Fresh Tank, if you haven't watched WandaVision, it's a great binge watch. All right, Jay, what is in your black tank? My black tank is the very broad definition <laughs> in the RV industry. <laughs> 
of heated underbellies. Mm-hmm. Now, our RV, our trailer, has an enclosed and heated underbelly, which is, you know, the, I, the idea is that your, your tanks and water lines underneath are heated when your heat is on. And most of our water lines are within the trailer, so we, we can see them under the sink and stuff like mm-hmm. that. None of those were ever a concern for us. It's Mm-mm. it's the area underneath. And what they generally, like the cheapest brands, mean when they say heated underbelly and enclosed under... And the, first of all, enclosed underbelly is we put a quarter-inch layer of plastic uh, on the bottom of your RV. We nailed it to it. And, and it's like that stuff that they make like mailing cartons out of, this weird corrugated plastic called Coroplast. Anyway, sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's insulated as well on top of that. And, and, and all the all the stuff is enclosed. Your your um, your sewer drain valves and stuff are closed. And ours is like that. Our, our sewer valves are up in the underbelly. And uh, our tanks are all in the underbelly. And everything remains uh theoretically warmish when we have the furnace on which is why we've been able to do 20s in the past but we did have some freezing over this time and the thing is like you don't know at what temp what when they say you have a heated underbelly okay what what temperature am i good to yeah who knows i just i'm not convinced that ours is a true Heated well, all, like I said, all, all it means, all heated underbelly means is that you've got this plastic layer under there. Yeah. And they have, there's a piece of, you know, just like you have duct running to all your vents throughout the RV. You've got one of them just basically laying open in your underbelly. Yeah. I wonder which direction <laughs> it's pointed towards, though, if I'm well, perfectly honest, because when we froze, we specifically were... We had rationed our propane all day long so that we could go into the night running it at a higher temp in order to counterbalance what we knew was going on outside and to keep that water moving. Well, now and, here, here's mm, and here's what happened too. Like, happen. and, and this this I have long wondered what what the heck tank heaters are good for <laughs> because uh, you know it's uh, the tank heater is a it's a, a 12 volt pad that they stick to your your tank and it's much much smaller than the tank and it's supposed to keep your tank warm so it doesn't freeze right well your tank is not going to be the first thing to freeze a, a, a large body of water is going to take a while to freeze the first thing to freeze is going to be lines going into that tank so if you don't have like heat tape wrapped around those lines the the tank heater was good for nothing and we're down in the teens in the lower teens our tanks never froze that was never an issue it it's the lines to you know suck up the water from your pump that's what froze i think it just comes down to that it's a um flashy word it can it's be put it's, it's a marketing word it's cheap and, and it's marketing right and i would Take it, learn from our mistake, please. And if you are going to buy an RV and they are touting that it has a heated underbelly, ask them, what does that mean? If you can what find out, because sometimes there's just no information on right. it whatsoever. And that's the problem. There's no information. There's no transparency in this industry and, sometimes. Now, some, and I hate that. Some manufacturers do this very, very well, right? And, and they legitimately 
do have serious heat going in there and or they've got all your water connections in a in a heated and enclosed bay a lot of fifth wheels do that and a lot of the big yeah, class you, a motorhomes do you that pay a lot you, i mean yes yes you get priced out for anyone who comes into this and if you don't you know pay to play at a certain price point to get into an rv then you're at the mercy of well you've a heated underbelly oh what does that mean so you know I'm, but, uh, uh, the same I'm grumpy. Time, at I'm the grumpy. same time, the heated bell underbelly worked for us very yes, well in the twenties. It did. So and now I'm... we know our limit is twenties. <laughs> yeah. But like I would like you know yes. when they don't test this stuff. They just no. do it, and they don't they don't know what it's good for, and nobody I, can tell you that. Yeah, I think I'm just I'm just grumpy yeah. this week, and we've listened and uh, heard a lot of horror stories from others in their RV trying to you know, thinking they had one thing and being told they did. And clearly that's not what they've got and they're suffering. And so I'm a little grumpy. Uh, so there we go. That's your black tank. Yes. <laughs> what is your fresh tank this week? Uh, my fresh tank is the gas buddy app. Uh, we are, so we're in the process of figuring out heading East and our biggest concern we would leave today, but our biggest concern right now is gas stations along the route, because we know there are, there are outages and uh and i asked this question uh in a couple different facebook groups of anybody travel the route we're traveling and you know can they report from the ground and somebody pointed out that the gas buddy app which is great because it gives you prices at gas stations that users put in uh wherever you are but gas buddy has done an update where now they have the ability to see if a station is out of gas, if it's out of diesel, and if it doesn't have power. That's so, cool. So, um, yeah. And it's, it, again, it's all user-generated. So if, if it hasn't been up, you can see when the last time it was updated. So maybe it was updated 18 hours ago. It might not be accurate, but you, and you might want to call that station or whatever. But we could look on the route, deciding when we want to leave and, and see yeah. in certain towns who's got gas and who doesn't um or does it seem like the whole area has gas and it's going to be okay do we need to worry about it and that i that's a lot of peace of mind for me for our our next couple days here when we when we travel yeah because we're trying to cover 500 miles uh this next this next travel day so yeah normally we travel within a tank of gas and this will not be that no but because of everything that we've had to do and uh, the way we've been moving on this chessboard we now have to move 500 miles and that, you know, that's at least three tanks of gas. So, it, you know, and three tanks getting to where we're going and it's, having ample yeah, gas. It, I mean, it's, like, it's two if we push yeah, it, but. And I don't want to push right. it. So, you know, that's that that is really impacting when and how we move and where we're there's just a lot still to process. So uh, but that's really cool. That's cool about the gas. Yeah. Buddy up. That does offer a little bit of yeah. peace of mind. All right, let's wrap this episode up with the brain teaser. I'm thinking of that proper place where death comes before dishonor and age comes before beauty of face. Not a perfect place. There is still crime, but followed by punishment and hard time. Yet pearls are placed before swine, the cart before the horse, and the end comes before the source. But it's not a jumble. All in sure order is bound, giving meaning and history to sound. Can you now guess what place I have found? 
I have the answer to that. And a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Because my brain didn't hurt already. <laughs> yes, we will have all of that and so much more. And we would like to thank you all for joining us this week. And thank you all for the kind support you've shown us this week as we have jumbled a million weird and wacky things. Uh, we'd like to remind you that RV Miles is all across social media. And we do hope you'll come and join us. You can find us on YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and of course, the RV Miles Facebook group featuring some of the nicest RVers out there who are not going to give Texans a hard time just because they are suffering from a little northern winter. Oh, and hey, if you haven't checked it out yet, we now have an Amazon store. We have actually put together a store that is filled with everything that we have been recommending or testing or enjoying, like book recommendations and gear and tents and just anything that we've talked about over the last three and a half years. All you have to do is go to amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles to check out the store. If you have questions for us, of course, you can find us at editor at rvmiles.com or perhaps there's a topic you'd like us to cover. Just let us know. But until then, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe, be warm, wear that mask and keep logging your RV miles. Bye, everybody. <laughs>